Jim Willett is the mayor of Coots and has been sort of living and dealing with all this stuff right next door. Uh, he's joining us this morning. Uh, mayor, thanks so much for taking time. Well, thank you. What uh, Can you give us an idea of what's going on there today? Because obviously yesterday was a rather dramatic uh, few moments uh, throughout the day. What do you know about what's going on uh, right near your door right now? <laughs> I, I, I tell a lot of people I'm the, the guy at the bottom of the pile and wait for the news to get to me. <laughs> um, it's dark out and uh, cold, very cold. The, uh, I'm sure that the protesters uh, sat through the evening uh, trying to stay warm, and now when daylight happens, well, things will begin again. Uh, so if RCMP to, are planning any kind of, they're not telling you, like you said, you're at the bottom of the pile, you find no. out at the end, so you're not well, going to get that's informed. It. I'm, I'm the guy with the uh, the loudmouth that uh, keeps telling everybody what's going on, and so you don't want to tell me. I might say something that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you might spill the beans on radio in Edmonton or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me ask you, we've been having some 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 uh, elements within our newscast today. Did, uh, were, were, were people showing up at your house? Uh, it don't, we don't want to blow that out of proportion. There okay. was, uh, there had been a couple of people come by and get out of their vehicles and take a picture of, of my house, uh, especially my office. If I had known they were there, I could have waited from the window. But uh, no, it's uh, we don't want to blow that out of proportion. And I've received a couple of uh, text messages. Well, uh, yeah, text messages with uh, suggestions of what might happen to me. But uh, it's not about me, and I we sure don't want to to blow that up. We've had no trouble with the protesters overall, and. Uh, We'd like to keep it that way, and uh, we've had no contact with the protesters. Uh, so nobody in town, but you have been affected by the blockade. No, definitely. Everybody in town's been affected. Uh, we we were not expecting this, and when they plopped the first blockade down on Highway 500, where it crosses uh, Highway 4, uh, they blocked the entrance to the village, uh, well, both the entrances, because the other one's south of there. So uh, we were uh, blocked in, and in spite of what they may tell you, we've been blocked in. Uh, the, there's a back road, I understand, last night uh, they were trying to uh, block that as well. So if that, you know, that's uh, not good. Uh, we have uh, access down the highway, garbage trucks here today, so uh, that's good. Uh, the uh, mail truck made it yesterday. He didn't make it on Monday. Uh, school bus ran yesterday. I'm assuming it has run this morning. It will be running this morning. Kids will be happy to hear that. Uh, but uh, they they went to school in Milk River, which is a 18K north, and then they have to come back this way, and that blockade in Milk River is where all the action was yesterday. So it's a matter of timing, and, and uh, you know, it becomes a logistical nightmare and, and, and worried about the safety of, uh, of my residents at that point. <laughs> That's with being able to travel uh, one way or the other. Have been any safety issues in the meantime? Uh, 
safety issues as in as in people not being able to get to something that's really important to them or and like you you personally haven't had in any interactions with with the protesters anything like that nothing that's that's yeah you're safe but you're inconvenienced is that is that a fair way to put it yeah, inconvenience, and you got to understand, we're an isolated village. Uh, people live here, a lot of them have lived here all their lives, and they're not used to having any strangers in town. And suddenly we've got this happening on our doorstep, uh, blocking the uh, road to get out of the village that you would ordinarily take. And uh, the protesters will tell you, well, it's wide open, you can go through the, the uh, barricade any time you want. But I keep using the fact that I've got a mostly senior population, and when seniors drive up to uh, an imposing uh, barricade of big rigs and people they've never seen before, yeah, it's intimidating. And if they do get through the barricade, then they have to do the whole thing when they get back. And that highway is not safe. As you've heard, there was a uh, uh, collision there yesterday in fisticuffs and what have you. So it's... Uh, it's intimidating because we're cut off, uh, if not completely, in the minds of some people, uh, we are cut off because they don't want to travel that highway and go through the gauntlet to get, get out. Uh, and and uh, all of our amenities are in Milk River. We don't have a, a grocery store or anything here. So if you're going to get food or gasoline or prescriptions or see the doctor or on and on and on and on you've got to drive at 18k up the road and that's the road where the the uh, protest is happening so yeah it's it's uh i'm not it's not the intention of the protesters to to make that happen it's incidental to what they're doing but I've got 250 people here who don't appreciate being incidental. <laughs> yes. Uh, you said you haven't really had any conversations with the uh, the protesters. Have have they reached out to you, uh, and and or, or have you reached out to them to try and find some kind of a of an accommodation in the meantime? Because, like you say, you 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 become the ins- you know almost collateral damage in this in this larger yeah. fight that's next door. Have you has there been any conversation? I know the only time the protesters uh, approached the village was way back middle of last week, and uh, they just phoned to say that they were bringing their uh, convoy through here and that they would not block the entrances or exits to the village. And that resolved didn't last very long. But uh, uh, we we are fine as far as uh, we provide fire services for sweetgrass, so we have to get out that south entrance and go through the border and, and up in Sweetgrass. That's okay. If we had to, we could make a border incursion here and, <laughs> and drive across the border with the okay of the, of the U.S. Uh, authorities. But, uh, but th- that's not creating a hazard that way. What this does bother me is the barricade where it is is on Highway 500, which is a county road that runs in from the east. That's the way that we have to go if we get a fire call out in a rural area. We've got a volunteer fire department, and we fight bushfires and equipment fires and all that kind of stuff. And even if the they say they you can get through the blockade, it's a mobile blockade. So you got to have Joe's got to have his keys and you know move his truck out of the way. And time is of the essence in a in an emergency situation. So that makes me a little nervous. Yeah. But uh, 
all in all, uh, emergency services uh, are still okay. AHS has run a ran an ambulance down a few days ago just to make sure that it was uh, okay, and uh, got the ambulance through with no trouble. And we do have a we're one of those uh, lucky communities that got to keep their ambulance when AHS collapsed the system. Uh, a few, well, I'm sorry, consolidated the system <laughs> a few a few years ago. So we still have a volunteer. Uh, ambulance with uh, local uh, volunteer EMTs so so we're we're uh, lucky that way uh, and you're just hoping to get back to normal quiet again yeah yep anytime I, soon I, would be fine yeah, that's right I could I could tell you stories we could sit here all day but you don't have the time no, we don't we are out of it but thank you so much for just giving an update on, on your situation situation of what you've heard much appreciated this morning Oh, you're, you're welcome, girl. Okay, cheers. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.